This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour Milky Way Mixer. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta and Arbor to Annapolis. Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. And a happy Trash Tuesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for dropping on by. Good show lined up for you. We'll take out our trash is coming up in hour number two, so a little over an hour from now. But that shouldn't stop you from sending us your trashes. What's well, bugging you? Tweet at him. DA on CBS or on the phones. We'll take your trashes, 855-212-4227. Elsewhere this morning on the show, Dennis Dodd, college football writer for CBSSports.com to help preview the season. Week number one straight ahead, Labor Day weekend. Also, that's in hour number three. In hour number four, the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, is going to join us here on the show as we continue our countdown to the end of the week of the top stories around college football heading into the season. This hour and 20-minute sound check. In 40 minutes, would you attend a virtual football tailgate? What does that even mean? We'll explain. But first, in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals heading into a season with a brand-new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, as they wipe the stench of the Cliff Kingsbury era off of them. (laughs) The man is handsome. The man stinks, though, of rotten, bad football. And so the Cardinals trying to wash away their sins in that regard without their quarterback, Kyler Murray, of course, getting injured at the end of last season. So the Cardinals decide to put him on the early season pop list, physically unable to perform. Meaning that Colt McCoy is going to be the starting quarterback in Arizona. Wait, what? Colt McCoy was supposed to be the starting quarterback in Arizona. Respected veteran. He's played in that offense many times before. A guy that's been around the league for a long time. And actually, when he got in there during bouts of injury for Kyler Murray, seemed to perform relatively well. No. 
No, they're no, they're not going with Colt McCoy. Hmm. They're going with, let me see here, a Josh Dobbs. Okay, Josh Dobbs. So Dobbs is going to be the starting quarterback. Got it. And then it says here, uh, Clayton Toon. Aha. Uh-huh. Cl- Cl- Clayton Toon. So the Cardinals two-headed quarterback monster, Josh Dobbs, Clayton Toon. Brand new head coach. Hmm. This smells like a tank. It is where we begin. You're cold open. Yeah, just like with every decision, we look at, uh, you know, the full body of work, um, evaluate our guys. Um, Production goes into that and uh, felt like it was the best decision for the team to move forward with the guys that we have in the room um, to help us win a football game. Here's Murray. He takes off and stumbles, brought down at the 44 as he picks up three. And after going down awkwardly, he can't get up. You know, having gone through this process in a different seat a lot of times is a little bit different today because it's, it's hard, you know what I mean? You, they, you know that they care. Uh, they put a lot of sacrifice and hard work into their craft. And um, but, you know, ultimately, I think if you're honest with them and they appreciate that and uh, they know that, you know, we're going to do what we have to do to try to do what's best for the team. So um, but, yeah, these are tough days. Monty and I aren't going to bring anyone in here that's that the character doesn't check out first. Um, he's extremely intelligent characters through the roof. Um, he's actually a guy that we looked at signing in the off season, So we kind of did a lot of work on him back then. And um, when it became available, the transaction became available, we decided to make the move. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. All right, who you heard there was Jonathan Gannon, brand new head coach for Arizona. That was also Joe Buck on Monday Night Football. ESPN discussing or calling the injury for Kyler Murray. The Kyler Murray pup list thing is not surprising at all. He injured his ACL on December the 13th. So the idea that he would be ready to play, especially a guy that is so reliant on being mobile and dynamic and on his legs, that was never going to really be a realistic option for Arizona. So starting the season on the pup list, it's only the first four games. So no one really expected, I don't think, that Murray would have played in the first four games anyway. So that's really not that big a deal. And I think we all would imagine he misses more than those first four games. Let's even say that the Cardinals are in the middle of a playoff push or are in the middle of the, the top of the, NL, the the NFC West. I find it hard to believe that anybody could have really had belief that, that Kyler Murray would play in the first half of this season. Second half? If he was 100% and their season wasn't in the garbage, then perhaps. But the first four weeks, nah, and the first eight weeks, highly unlikely. And perhaps just the entire season, considering, again, this is a young man who relies so heavily on his legs 
that you wouldn't want to possibly risk re-injury or permanent injury or what have you, bringing him back on a guy that tore an ACL in mid-December. The Colt McCoy part is the part that starts sniffing a little sideways. I mean, if if you wanted to remain competitive, and let's just say you were the Cardinals and you said, no, we really believe that Kyler is trending in the right direction. And he's done everything in the offseason that we could have expected. Doctors are very confident in him. We think we're going to be pretty good this year. We want to have a building block of winning and success. We don't want to be hot garbage this year. We're going to have a veteran QB give us a chance to win every game first half of the season. And then perhaps we bring in Kyler second half of the season. McCoy's that guy. Let's face it. Now, I know they now have the Browns offense in Arizona, and Josh Dobbs played in that offense. But, I mean, let's be real here. McCoy is the the more stable option, the more more experienced guy to to run that offense and keep their head above water if, if they have that possibility. And the deal is they're not going that route. And this is the beginning of the Cardinals kind of tearing up the previous regime's roster and resetting. And I think you saw that with Isaiah Simmons. The fact that they took a guy who was still in his rookie deal, who was the number eight pick overall, and didn't even give him a shot this year to play through maybe the questions about where he really fits on a football field and would trade him away for a seventh round pick, which is nothing. I mean, a seventh round pick basically means you gave him away. Suggests that they're ready to totally reboot the entire roster. And what that tells you is, drum roll please, that what they're trying to do here is not win because they know there's Caleb Williams or Drake May at the end of this rainbow. And I'm going to tell you this right now, I don't blame them. If this is a new coaching staff at a new front office that looks at Kyler Murray and says, I don't think we can win with this guy. I don't blame him at all. If they look at him and say, he doesn't have the mentality, the professionalism, the maturity. He didn't have that to get us to the next level. I don't blame him. The red lights blink everywhere around Kyler Murray. And unlike this past April, where you had good quarterbacks, but all of them came with some type of massive question mark. The Panthers hope Bryce Young is their franchise changer. Same thing with the Colts and Anthony Richardson. Same thing with the Texans and C.J. Stroud. But the three of those were not ready-made franchise QBs for one reason or another. This year, Caleb Williams is one of those guys you tank for. I don't think you tank for Bryce Young, even though I like him. But Caleb Williams is a guy that you tank for. And Drake May might be the same thing. So, to me, it doesn't take telling your players we want you to lose. It just takes stripping down the roster to players who can't win. So, yeah, this is what the Cardinals are doing. And considering that last year, let's just say last year Caleb Williams was in that draft or Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning or Cam Newton, or one of these guys at number one overall that's just a slam dunk 
game changer. Last year's number one pick in the draft came down to week 18 and Lovey Smith going for two. So you got to lose every game. <laughs> you know, you got to take this seriously. You mess around and get a triple-double. You mess around and win a game in September because Colt McCoy leads a game-winning drive. You could have screwed yourself out of a, a franchise guy. Look at the Jets a couple of years ago in Trevor Lawrence. They screwed around and mistakenly won a game. I think it was, what, week 15 or something? And it went from, oh, we've got Trevor Lawrence to, oh, God, now what? That's the difference. So I definitely think the Cardinals are thinking that. They don't have to tell their guys to lose. They're just going to put out a roster out there that knows that they can't win. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad it's a bad decision either. 855-212-4CBS, the phone number if you want to jump in. Or on the Twitter machine, DA on CBS. I'm excited about today's show. I think we got a really good one. Tap to bottom and a bottom tap. Because we got a little Trash Tuesday action this morning. We've also got a lot of good college football. But we have Kelly Stafford perhaps speaking out of school on her podcast. Yes, if you did not know, you could listen to Matt Stafford's wife talk. Hmm? Hmm? Right after your New York accent, maybe your one giant step. Catching up with Kelly Stafford. Could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and in the... And at the U.S. Open, Pat Boyle was in the house and some of the players could smell it. (laughs) (laughs) No, Pat was there actually on a credential, but apparently players could smell weed emanating from, I guess, the crowd, unless it was from the, the, the general meeting the plaza area that that wafted in. I think it's the the park that's right next to the one court that's in the corner of the tennis center. Ah, the Flushing Meadows Park. There you go. Where you don't need a ticket and you don't need a, a credential and you could just kind of hang out with your crew in the, the corner of that park. Smoke some ganj. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So that's all on the table this morning here on the show. When we come back, we've got sound check, your best audio of the day. And that includes... <laughs> we had to play this <laughs> top to bottom but it's not my fault we, we we had we had to play a appearance by one of our colleagues here at cbs sports radio and the night show talking about it uh, you'll enjoy it it's coming up here next da cbs sports radio Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. presents this program in color. 
An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Glad you're with us on this Trash Tuesday. You can always listen to us in hundreds of affiliates nationwide, as well as Sirius XM Channel 158. Yeah. Also, this portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Okay, sound check begins with the Atlanta Braves watching their superstar, Ronald Acuna, get tackled out in the outfield by fans in Colorado. Now, who knew that the usually totally chill Denver sports fan would be this kind of rambunctious, but a couple of guys ran out and they tried to bear hug or hang out with, exchange numbers with, text, play Wordle with. I don't know. Ronald Acuna out in the outfield. What's that game that you guys play? Wordle. Immaculate something? <laughs> Immaculate Grid. They were trying to play Immaculate Grid? Yeah, who played for the Giants and the Twins? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. So here's Kevin Pillar talking about the scary situation. I don't think they had any ill intentions um, I think that was pretty evident early on still. I mean, we, we have these rules and regulations in, in place. We're supposed to feel safe on the field. And, you know, thankfully they weren't there to do any harm. You just never know during those situations, you know, what people's intentions were. Uh, luckily, they were just extreme fans of Bronny and, and, and wanted to get a picture or put their hands on them, but in no way is it appropriate for people to leave the stands uh, even more uh, to, to put their hands on someone else. It's a super scary situation, let's face it, when a fan gets on the field and can get to the players, and they're these guys are with Acuna Jr., who is one of the best players in the game, for a couple of seconds before security gets out there. So the Coors Field security team is going to get a tongue lashing this morning, all day. A lot of inter-office emails and memos, I'm sure, said. There's going to be a lot, a lot discussed here for the security team at Coors Field. But I will say, if you had to be tackled by the fans of any team, not Philly's number one you don't want. I would think New Yorkers... No, Red Sox fans. There's some cities you just don't want to be tackled by. Rockies fans in the middle of a lost season, late August, going into a holiday weekend. You're probably not getting shanked there. Probably not. More like, yeah, you know, some kind of hippy-dippy person's walking out there. Maybe they got some weed brownies for you or something like that. Yeah, or Oakland, they're definitely eating weed brownies. Yeah, Oakland might be dangerous. There seems to be a lot of Bay Area football brawls. I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that. Yeah, amongst amongst fans of the same team. No, you know, you know who this looks like, by the way. Watch the video. The first security guard out there to meet the guy who literally just runs on. They don't get him until like five seconds after he's already tried to bro-hug Acuna. It looks like fellow CBS Sports Radio producer Nick Papa Giorgio Theodoro. <laughs> He's the first one that makes it out there. And he kind of like 
When you used to, like when you, the first day in pads in football practice, when you were taught <laughs> hit slam iso, but you weren't allowed to actually tackle somebody, that's what he does to this fan who grabs Acuna. He basically runs up and just like grabs him. Bro, you got to spear this guy. You got to take him out. You don't know what the intentions are. It could be violence under the guise of, hey, Cunha, big fan. Somebody's on the field to grab one of the best players in baseball. You knock his ass out. That's your job. He failed. And then they got another guy who runs on and just basically bowls into Acuna. What are we doing in Colorado? It was so bad. I didn't know which person ran on the field as the fan. Yes. Because you couldn't tell if it was security that was there first or the fans just kind of hanging out with Acuna. Now, Acuna gets up and he's kind of like, he's fine, right? Yeah. Seems like he's kind of smiling, like it was all kind of a big gag. So when these two dudes got there, it's like, dude, we love you. You should totally come to a CU game. Bro. Dion's here. Coach Prime, bro. (laughs) Everything's different here, dude. Plus the Nuggets. We're like, we won the... The, the Stanley Cup. We won the cup. The Nuggets <laughs> won the cup, and the Avs won the NBA title. Yeah. And like we're like city of champions, bro. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll, we'll do a hike or something. <laughs> what, we could hit the canoe, or so. It seems like it's pretty chill <laughs> when, the they, canoe. when they when they get out there. Bruh. Seems like they're pretty chill, but still. Like Pat said, why is course field security so bad? Papa Giorgio's got to do a better job in that video. <laughs> the first guy gets out there and is hanging out for like 15 seconds yeah. and nobody is even. Then, then they're there and they the other guy just runs across the entire <laughs> field. Nobody sees him either. So course field has three security guards basically and they were all at Ronald Acuna by the time the other guy came out. And none of them are built to be security no, guards. No, None of them are built for speed no. or for strength. No. <laughs> if, they, if they had a weapon uh, by the time the security got out there they would have been doing a tribal dance by the end of the, <laughs> the whole thing. The, the crime would have been committed. Apparently every security guard at Coors Field also owns a coffee shop that he works at early in the morning. <laughs> this is just his night job. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Ronald, please, man. We just want to chill, bro. Uh, oh, security bro, is good. It. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. You get it. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Dude, like you're really, really, you're really good. You're now, so fast. Have now, have you ever smoked out of a toaster? <laughs> we built this thing. You can come back to the house with us, and it's like ridiculous. How fast can you run from here to third base, <laughs> Ronald? Have you? Ever tried Colorado Kush? Because it is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> I know you. I know, like your Spanish is your first language, bro. And I know you're from Venezuela, but I got some weed called Venezuelan Vanilla Spice. You're gonna love it. <laughs> and dude, Caleb over here, he's got something called Slimer, and it's just like ridiculous. It, like, makes you feel like a fat, pudgy ghost that just eats hot dogs all night. Uh. (laughs) Acuna sells it, too, and the second guy just, like, hops, skips, and runs into him. And he goes down like a bowling pin, like the final bowling pin on a 7-10 split. (laughs) Basically, the second guy comes in like Martin Short. Uh, 
here I am. <laughs> Wait for me. <laughs> what are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> yeah, after after he assessed the situation and saw the first guy made it out there and didn't get split in half, just got kind of hugged gently. He goes, eh, screw it. I might as well try it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't see me. <laughs> I hear red. <laughs> what do you think of the writer's strike? <laughs> Dude, just have the actors pay the writers. Am I right? Make me some TV shows, man. Ronald, I heard this take yesterday on the radio. I thought it made so much sense. Why don't the actors just pay the writers? Just Not out of their deal. own pockets and stuff. That's, they could just get the, the, then we could just get new TVs. No big deal. Now I'm. <laughs> I don't know if it's the edibles making me angry about the writer strike, <laughs> but I'm gonna go run out to Acuna and tell him about it. <laughs> Let's do it, bro. <laughs> then we're gonna dive into the warning track. I love Pete's ending. I know. It's, all, it's, always, it's always melting into the couch. I can't tell if Pete's never been high or has really good drugs. I'm high now. Yeah. I can't tell whether Pete's never been high or is always high. Right. What was freebasing on the drive-in? There was some traffic. Well, he had to make the Labor Day schedule, and so he had to freebasing. That's right. A whole bunch of red. Emmanuel, you're hosting four straight shifts. Pat, you're hosting, producing, and anchoring all at the same time. Next clip is Kirby Smart as the George Bulldogs try to go to a third straight national championship game. Kirby. We have Kirby. Put the pipe down, Pete. Oh, no. Pipe hit the... Pat... Pete hit the crack pipe. That's actually on me. I didn't put that in the, uh, in the folder. The minute no. you do that, you open yourself to distractions, added pressure. What if it doesn't happen? What are you playing for? I mean, there's just so many things that I just don't believe philosophically in doing that because what the previous two teams did has no bearing on this team. has no bearing. Um, our focus is UT Martin and really us. And that's going to be true whoever we play. Is We have to remain focused on us and we have to, like I said, set a standard of the way this team's going to practice in a game week. And that's kind of like being where your feet are. Because you don't inherit practice habits. You don't inherit standards. You set them. And they change year to year and, and you got to kind of acknowledge them. So that's where our focus is. I like Kirby. Kirby's a really good coach. Kirby's a focused guy. Recruits, obviously, really well. Reason that this team has won a couple of national championships in a row. They've got a lot of good talent again this year. I just think they're trying to do something historically that is virtually impossible to do, especially in the modern era. And they're trying to do so after an offseason where there was a lot of problems off the football field, including deaths within the program. I do not like George the three-peat this year. I think it, it only takes one loss at the wrong time, I mean, whether it's the SEC championship game, whether it's you know, the 
It could happen in the national championship game. It could happen in, in the, the semifinal. I do not think Georgia ends up, and this is not some type of crazy stretch. It's like they could lose the national championship game. But I, I think we will be surprised that Georgia will show some flaws this year. It's really freaking hard to win three straight national championship games. You know how we know that? Because Saban's never done it. So I'm not betting on Georgia to, to be the one that does it. Here's Jim Harbaugh as Michigan self-imposes a three-game suspension of him. I've heard people comment it's a slap on the wrist. It's it's more like a baseball bat to the kneecaps uh, or, or to the to the shoulder. That's what I equate. I equate everything to football. It feels much closer to that than, than a slap on the wrist. I'm coaching every single day. There will be this Saturday, the following Saturday, the following Saturday. I won't be able to be on the premises or, or at the game. And how am I going to react to that? What am I going to feel at that point? I I don't know yet. I think emotionally, yeah, it might feel like a baseball bat to the kneecaps, as Harbaugh says there. You're not with your team. These are guys that you recruited. These are guys that you coached. These are guys that you know. You are used to being on the sideline. You're used to being the coach, no matter who the opponent is. So I think emotionally or mentally on Harbaugh to drain but in terms of the actual on-field product, I mean, they they play East Carolina on Saturday, then UNLV next weekend, and then week three is Bowling Green, and they're all at the big house. So they get three home games, ECU, UNLV, Bowling Green, all in Ann Arbor. The effect of this is negligible. I mean, they'll win every one of those games by 40 points anyway. So I, I really, I think it's kind of a... A total non-entity here. Not a slap on the wrist. Baseball bat to the knees. Yeah. Nunchucks to the neck. <laughs> yeah, as they beat East Carolina 55-7 to coming up on Saturday. Finally, our colleague Jack Stern has been a regular guest on the New York Post's Twitter video show. I believe I'm saying this right. New York Post as a, as a digital show, at least. And so Jack has been a guest on that show. And I guess the other day he made an appearance and uh, and was very excited to be there. Jack, how's it going, man? I'm doing fantastic, Dexter. College football is finally back. We had a full slate of week zero games yesterday, but I feel kind of like I went to a five-star restaurant and they tried to fill me up with bread and butter. You know, all of the games <laughs> next week are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are going to be really good. So I'm really yeah. excited. And, and uh, so it's a big intro right there. Uh, Mind you, he was asked about <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. That, that was just the hello. Just how you doing? Uh, and so here is Gelb and update anchor Marco Belletti last night here on CBS Sports Radio. They're having you on, though, to talk about the Cardinals, and he starts off with college football, and he rambled for like 20 seconds before talking about the preseason. It's very simple. Like, once again, if that's Deion Sanders on the show, if that's Steve Young on the show, hey, how are you? And they want to speak for three minutes? God bless you. <laughs> when you're Jack Stern of all bleeping people, and Jack Stern's going on for a minute about things that Dexter doesn't even want to talk to, Shut the bleep up! That's my reaction. Any thoughts, Marco? <laughs> As Christopher Mad Dog Russo would say, say something funny, Marco! <laughs> I just... 
How hard is it to just say, good, thanks for having me? Because <laughs> that's the only answer. That's the literally the only answer. And this is not just, oh, because it's in radio. That's the only answer in life. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just, Yeah, I mean, you know, how's what it going? What going to say? My favorite Good, color man. is blue. I had scrambled eggs today. Well done, bacon. Yeah. And a piece of rye toast. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole lot there. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only answer in life, Marco said. <laughs> that's the only answer in life. Hey, Jack. How you doing? I am great. Except week zero felt like I went to a five-star restaurant and I was over-served bread and butter. I'm doing fantastic, Dexter. College football is finally back. We had a full slate of week zero games yesterday, but I feel kind of like I went to a five-star restaurant and they tried to fill me up with bread and butter. And you're just like, all right, man. Good to see you, too. So, so back to Kyler Murray. <laughs> so, so let's get into Kyler Murray. It took no longer than 20 seconds of that interview to find out, to, for Dexter Henry, who did the interview, to find out, yep, made a mistake. Yep. This ain't going to go the way I thought it was. You know, all of the games <laughs> next week are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are going to be really good, so I'm really yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited. I want to defer just to Zach Gelb. Yeah. And have his comments stand as mine. I see. But. Just screaming, shut the F up. Well, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of questions to be asked here. Like, I've never been invited on Dexter's show, and I see Dexter once or twice a month. We're not strangers. So, does he not want to talk to me? Does he think I'm too big for his show? And I'll say no. But but Jack and Jack writes for the website. He's on on CBSSportsRadio.com. He's doing spots like this. What kind of PR machine does Jack have that we don't? <laughs> when you Jack Stern of all bleeping people, <laughs> the PR machine of probably begging him to come on. That was real anger. You, think you need to you need to beg Jack to do that. You got to No no no. You got to. He probably begged Dexter Henry. Oh, he invited himself? I'm sure he probably said, you know, hey, if you ever need a guest, I'd be more than happy to come on. Are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are going to be really good. So I'm really excited. I can make incredible restaurant analogies to a simple, hey, how are you? (laughs) That he was he. I already forgot how his intro was. He Jack Stern from CBS Sports Radio. He was, uh, I believe, columnist. Co- yeah, columnist, sports anchor, sports anchor, and executive producer. I believe. Okay. <laughs> now, just for the record, there was a time when I was at Sirius and I was invited to speak at like a media conference, and I just said yes because a friend asked me, and I got an email from Sirius PR after the release of the media thing had gone out. Asking, telling me that I couldn't do it because they didn't think I was qualified to go somewhere and speak hmm. with serious attached to my name. Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel like that needs to exist <laughs> to some extent here. Talk about a spitz in the face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was tough to hear. But it makes sense. There should be guardrails. There should be some kind of filter. 
So you're suggesting that perhaps Jack should have went to somebody in our management and asked, can I do this? And they might have said, you know what? We don't want you to be the one representing the network. I think someone somewhere inside this large-ish con- company called Odyssey should be aware of what we're all doing and should make sure that everyone out there is representing the company correctly. There's not enough quality control. So you're saying that you think that something like that might hurt our brand. I'm saying that sometimes <laughs> our credibility. It's not a free for all. <laughs> if you want to use the word credibility, go ahead. Well, can we just play this clip again to see whether or not this hurts our network's <laughs> credibility? Jack, how's it going, man? I'm doing fantastic, Dexter. College football is finally back. We had a full slate of week zero games yesterday, but I feel kind of like I went to a five-star restaurant and they tried to fill me up with bread and butter. You know, all of the games (laughs) next week are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are going to be really good. So I'm really excited. I actually started a Let's Go Jets chat. Let's go Jets. On the subway tonight, I had a great day. I was extremely productive. I found out my favorite porn star is getting married, which (laughs) kind of put a damper in the goodness that was going on. But aside from that, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I mean, so that's his thing, huh? When 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 Gelb sent me this clip of Jack, I said sometimes I feel like I'm living in an alternate reality. That this is some type of fun house of life. I mean, just like, how could that be a thing? Yeah, I mean, like, very simply put, like, maybe the rule is you need to be a full-time employee <laughs> before you do guest spots representing the company. Yeah. <laughs> be a start. Yeah, or like, you need to have a show to promote. <laughs> like, I'm the college... Do we still have eye on football? I don't even know. Do we have that yes. crazy... Like, I'm the college football guy, so put me on Dexter Henry's show. Not I do updates every <laughs> third Saturday. <laughs> DA's down. DA has gone down. <laughs> when you jack stern what of all bleeping people. What, what if that's how they intro Jack. Here's Jack Stern. He does an update every third Saturday on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> that was a good night. <laughs> talk about the NFC West. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or college football. <laughs> yeah, Here's I mean, honestly. CBS Sports Radio's part-time anchors. <laughs> He's here to talk about the Cardinals quarterback situation. <laughs> honestly. New York Post Sports. <laughs> Let's talk the he's, Cardinals. He's, he's here to talk about Clayton Toon. <laughs> In the Cardinals offense. <laughs> and whether he fits into the scheme. Are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday. He might call him Clayton Toon really during an update, but he knows how good he is at football. <laughs> That's Lune. <laughs> You just couldn't make it up. You just <laughs> wish it wasn't real, but then Kyle you're Horton. so happy that it is real. Jack Stern's here to tell us how new offensive coordinator Drew Petzing <laughs> is going to get the most out of Josh Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> or go on a 30-second diatribe about college football, bread and butter. Let's go to Arizona Cardinals insider Jack Stern. <laughs> What's wrong with trying to feed people?
Oh, man. It's too good. Oh, it's too good. It's a good metaphor, though, by Jack. It is. It's the bread and butter metaphor. Uh, when has he eaten at a five-star restaurant? <laughs> well, maybe he has. Yeah, the, the backstory is his mom and dad are rich yeah. enough to live half the year in France. He probably only goes to five-star places. Why can't he live the half the year in France? <laughs> Oh, Bogues probably just has a sponsor read right now. Yeah. Uh, whatever I'm about to say is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Sports. Back to you, Dion. Uh, what else do you want here? We can give you some baseball scores. How about yeah. that? The Astros won at Fenway 13-5. Jose Altuve hitting for the cycle. The Braves won that game at Coors Field after all the Acuna drama, 14-4 over the Rockies. The Dodgers took care of the D-back, 7-4, and the Giants down the Reds, 4-1. The Brewers extend their win streak to 9, a 6-2 win at Wrigley. And through the weed fog at the U.S. Open, <laughs> Novak Djokovic won his opening match with ease last night. Coco Goff fighting off Laura Sigmund in straights in three sets, and Caroline Wozniacki continued her comeback with a straight set win. Now, DA, back to you. Are you doing theater tonight? Thank you, Bogues. When we come back, would you attend a Chiefs virtual tailgate? DA, CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. The Chiefs getting set for kickoff of the NFL season against the Detroit Lions coming up on September the 7th, the Thursday to kick off the NFL season. Super Bowl champion, of course, Kansas City Chiefs. And they're going to have a world's largest tailgate, which is a virtual tailgate, okay? This is an event where several entertainment entertainers will take part, including SNL star Heidi Gardner, who is a Midwestern native. I don't know if she's from Kansas City specifically, but I know she's a Chiefs fan. She's going to be hosting this, and... It is virtual. It's going to be a 90-minute show hosted by YouTube stars. And I think what they're hoping is that whether you're at Arrowhead for the tailgate or you're at your own home or you're on a phone or something like this, you can kind of partake in this, this tailgate. So the question is, is a virtual tailgate cool or lame? Because... On the one hand, it's inclusive. You can't be there. Not everybody can be in Kansas City or have a ticket or have the time to go out there. It's inclusive. It, it gives you access. On the other hand, the whole point of a tailgate is to be around other people and to have a cold beer and to have some food and to be feeling the energy of the stadium. Is it totally lame to be at a virtual tailgate? Pat Boyle, where do you fall on this? Yeah, uh, you got to be a loser. You got to be some kind of a loser to say, all right, well, I'm not going over a friend's house. I'm not going to hang out with my, with my friends here, drink some beers, get ready for the game. It's the first night of football, and I'm not going to the game. Let me sit at home by myself and do a virtual tailgate and watch Heidi Gardner tell jokes and the Morell twins or whatever stupid YouTube stars <laughs> I've never heard of. Let's see them do stupid stuff. And Kelsey's mom. God forbid I don't get enough of Donna Kelsey. Let me get her, let me get some of her before I watch Mahomes and the and the Lions. Now, if you're a Chiefs fan, and uh, you know maybe you live in in San Francisco or you live in Orlando or something, isn't this a chance for you to to be part of the the event? No, no. Have a more interesting life. 
Have better hobbies. Please. Spend time with your family. And if you live by yourself, go out and take a walk. I don't know what to tell you. You maybe go to a sports bar where yes. they're showing the game, and maybe there's a few Chiefs fans that's going to be at the sports bar. Like normal people. Instead of sitting in your living room on a laptop watching YouTube stars and Heidi Gardner talk about the Chiefs. Like, if this is during COVID, okay, sure, you can't go out anywhere. We're past that. <laughs> Figure it out. The Chiefs are doing the first ever world's largest virtual tailgate prior to the NFL kickoff. When we come back here on the show, should Kelly Stafford be spilling her husband's secrets? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.